Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Saturday night live in Las Vegas, a three-hour NFL betting show. On tap, Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumanns here at the VCent studio inside the Circus Sportsbook downtown Las Vegas. And uh, week 18 has kicked off, Scott Spritzer. And uh, that's bad news for the Raiders. Their season is over. The first team eliminated <laughs> from the 2023 season, the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll talk about that game a little bit more in a minute. I think the game that's um, I most... In the forefront of everyone's uh, mind this week is uh, the Buffalo Bills, and they're hosting the uh, Patriots on Sunday. And uh, they've, had, they've received some positive news in Buffalo here in the last couple of days about safety DeMar Hamlin and his physical condition. And Scott, Monday night, when he went down on the field in Cincinnati, uh, everyone's stunned, not knowing what to expect. We don't see this too often. When no. the NFL game gets postponed and eventually canceled, and you have to talk about juggling the uh, schedule at the end of the season, there's so many logistical issues and uh, everybody's emotional about what happened. And now the Patriots and Bills are going to go at it on the field on Sunday. And uh, I got to think the Bills players are in a much better frame of mind than they were, you know, three, four, five days ago. I, I would think the motivation is there. I mean, they're going to come out and they're going to play for DeMar and they're all pumped up because they know that he looks like he has all his faculties, you know, and neurologically speaking, uh, everything's clicking. So, you're looking at, uh, you know, who knows um, if this guy could ever step on a football field again. I mean, it's doubtful, I would guess. I'm no doctor. But as far as everything else, I mean, you couldn't have asked for any more positive news than, it, than, than what we've seen over the last couple of days. He's spoken to his team, all that kind of stuff. 
And so I would think that they're going to be, you know, ready to go. There's going to be a little bit of extra bounce in their step of motivation uh, when this game kicks off after what happened on Monday night. And as far as, you know, like what the NFL was going to do, I don't, I'm sure it was approached with this idea, but, you know, right away, late Monday night, a couple of hours after the, uh, the situation took place, I was like, you know, there is a bye week between the conference championships and, of course, the Super Bowl that they could maybe knock out if they had to move things around. And I don't even know if that was discussed. I didn't really pay that much attention to what they were going to do uh, because it was outside of what we need to know for, for betting these games and handicapping these games. Uh, but we got what we got. And if Buffalo wins, what, we get a, a neutral site for the AFC championship game if they reach that level. And if Kansas City reaches that level, uh, then that's what we get. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. As far as this game, man, you've got a situation where I look at the Pats and they could win their way into the playoffs, Matt. But, man, there are a mess of injuries a couple of suspensions to boot. I'm looking right now at the update. Jacoby Myers, questionable. Uh, so maybe he plays, and that would be a big deal. But they're 2-4 and four in their last six games. And the wins came against dysfunctional Arizona. And Miami, who had to play Skylar Thompson after uh, Bridgewater, right. got hurt. So this Pats offense did nothing in the first meeting in this game. 60 yards rushing, 182 yards passing. I, I just think we see more of the same here out of the squad, out of, out of uh, New England. I don't think they're going to get the job done in this contest. And again, you got to face Buffalo with that that just extra little bump in their step with the positive news with DeMar over the past couple of days. Yeah, I think uh, early week, midweek, you you might have been trying to play Dr. Phil if you were handicapping the Bills and say, what's their psychological state going to be? But at this point, I think we know what it's going to be. The Bills are going to be motivated. Oh, yeah. And uh, their, their mindset's going to be totally different than it was uh, after DeMar Hamlin went down, now that he's in good condition. And I think the Bills are going to be uh, fully focused on what they have to get done here in Week 18 and then moving ahead in the playoffs. And uh, I, I don't want to bet against them here, Scott. Yeah. I, I can see why this line has moved to 7.5. It was sitting at 7 past couple days. I'm an underdog player, but I am not considering taking the points with the Pats. I've been burned by those clowns too many times. <laughs> Again last week, laying 2.5. And they allow the backdoor drive to Skyler Thompson and uh, lose the game or win the game by two, but don't cover. And uh, I, I just don't feel like backing the Pats again. Plus, Scott, we've, uh, we've talked about this on the show many times. It's not too often where you could say a Bill Belichick team looks poorly coached. Mm. But especially on the offensive side of the ball, the Patriots appear to have no plan whatsoever. And again, last week, prior to the backdoor touchdown and the last drive by the Dolphins, the Patriots have a, uh, a fourth down situation and it would have been a 46-yard field goal. Belichick was asked after the game, why didn't you try the field goal? He said, quote, would have been a long kick. <laughs> uh, Nick Falk had already made a 49-yard yeah. kick previous in the game to the uh, more difficult end of the field against the wind. So there's no, no excuse not to make that kick. Now, Falk did miss an extra point, too, and sure. he's had some problems as well. But what the Patriots did on that play, I've, I've watched the video of this like 15 times, and I cannot figure out what the play call was. Mac Jones takes the snap, drops back, all the receivers are sprinting downfield. Now one guy is turning around looking at the quarterback, <laughs> right. and Jones just takes a 10-yard loss. Yep. And then the Dolphins drive down and get the score. The more you watch the Patriots and their poor coaching, I think as a, a handicapper you say, I, okay, I get what I deserve if I back this team and sure. I lose because we, we should know better at this point. I think the strangest thing about the whole thing is that Belichick has allowed this to keep going yeah. as long as he has. You don't owe anything to Matt Patricia. You don't have to have him calling offensive plays or being even a part of calling the offensive plays after what you've seen over and over this entire season in the NFL for the most part. What do they get, a D-minus 
that offense. You know, I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's been so bad all season long. For a guy like Belichick to just continue letting these guys go out there and call the same type of game week after week is, I think, the strangest part of the entire thing about it. I mean, I, I couldn't play him last week, and I thought going into the weekend that it wasn't a bad spot to play him, and I just said, I can't do it. I just can't do it, <laughs> not, with the, not with this team and the offensive play calling, and you just described what happened. So uh, for me, I mean, I hadn't done this during the course of the week because we didn't know what was going on with DeMar. We didn't know the state of Buffalo's mindset, but I can't play New England, but boy, one and a half sure isn't bad for a teaser play if you like yeah. the Buffalo Bills because at the very least – you know, it feels like a spot that they just don't lose outright. Now, there's nothing automatic. I've ne- I don't say the word lock. Sometimes I can't even pronounce it. But this looks like if there's going to be a team that wins a game outright, this would be the Buffalo Bills in this particular situation. So I would think that there's going to be a whole lot of teasers with the Buffalo Bills tied in. Uh, I think you're right. And uh, I'm going to have the Bills on a teaser as well. have not played it yet, but hey, I can take sure. a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, knock it down to minus one on a six-and-a-half-point teaser. Uh, do you play it with the Cowboys? Do, who do you play it with? We'll talk about that during the show. You could have uh, teased the Bills with the Chiefs. That would have turned out well. Or you could have laid the <laughs> Chiefs. You could, you could have laid the points with the Chiefs and had a rocking chair result today. Uh, really pathetic performance by the Raiders to finish the season at Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. A 31-13 loss, and it was a late score even by, by the Raiders in the, in the last seven minutes to make the score look a little bit better. Um, but they were never in the game, and I think a week after Jared Stidham had such a positive performance against the uh, Chiefs, you wondered, was it a fluke? Would there be regression? Uh, there was a lot of it. Now, the Raiders' offensive line didn't play well, and I don't think the play calling was all that good, but Jared Stidham's a backup quarterback, and he oh, proved yeah. that again today. He's Anybody who thinks that uh, he's the quarterback of the future for the Raiders is sadly mistaken, uh, but... How about the Chiefs' performance today? Do you look at this team a little bit differently now after after they roll into Vegas and just dominate the Raiders 31-13? And they did it a week after the Niners barely escaped here and allowed 500 yards to this uh, Las Vegas offense. Yeah, I thought the Niners, I don't know if that was a flat spot or what, and they did allow a lot more yardage than you would like to see them allow, especially against Stidham. But, and they, you know, Stidham's played before, and he's been in the league for a couple of years. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, I think you had a situation where the Chiefs got to see everything that was going right for the Raiders last week. Mm-hmm. They got to see that on game film, and all of a sudden, that means Stidham has to come up and play like a starting quarterback, and as you said, he's nothing more than a backup. He never has been. He never will be. If that was his trial run last week and this week, uh, because of this week, he certainly failed. He's just a backup. And, and so the Chiefs had that extra week to see that, and they looked so relaxed. You know, Matt, that entire game, even when it was 7-3 or whatever, KC just looked like they were completely relaxed. Like, we got this one in the bag. It was Patrick Mahomes leading the way. It was Andy Reid on the sideline and a couple of leaders on this team that just looked like, you know, we do what we do and we're going to walk away with the win in this contest. Mm-hmm. And they did what they do, and the Raiders did what they do. And so many mistakes in that first half. First of all, Stidham was like, okay, here's my chance. And he tried to force so much. Yeah. The offensive line didn't help him. The defense, they commented on the halftime show. I forget who was on. I had it on in the background. And they were saying exactly what was happening. That Raiders defense was out of position several times. They couldn't even get in position before the snap in the first half. So coaching mess, uh, player dysfunction, all of the above. I, I feel sorry for a guy like Devontae Adams, you know, and I don't feel sorry for too many players, but I do, man. This guy was working his butt off that entire 60 minutes. You saw on the fumble late in the game when they're down 18, the guy's scrambling under three other guys chasing the football. He doesn't have to do that. At that point, the guy just works his butt off the entire game. 
And that's what he's got going on around yeah. him. Just an absolute mess, top to bottom. Well, if you assess grades for the Raiders in the first year of the Josh McDaniels era, uh, I give the coach a D. Uh, the, one of the few players I would give an A is Devontae Adams. He's sure. arguably the best wide receiver in the league. You could see his greatness on display mm-hmm. the entire season, uh, except when Derek Carr ignored him for about a month <laughs> uh, late in the season. But Adams, five catches for 73 yards today. Josh Jacobs probably going to finish as the NFL rushing champion uh, for anybody who bet those props. But today, only 45 yards on 17 carries. He had a 160-yard lead going into today. But Scotty's probably going to hold on to that. Uh, So I guess if you can give A's, you would give them to Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and Max Crosby and nobody else. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, and... I will give an A for one play today. I, gosh, I wish I could remember the name of the player. It happens when you get old. Maybe it was Teamer or whatever. Uh, deflected a pass in the end zone on a bomb when the score was like 24-6. to six. Mm-hmm. And instead of celebrating, he just turned around and read back towards the line, line of scrimmage. And how often have we seen this team when they're getting beat and they make one play, all of a sudden it's like they just won the Super Bowl. I, that just stuck out to me, Matt. Besides everything we've talked about in the game, I wanted to bring that up. Because he ran back. He had one player kind of give him a low five. He gave him that, and that was it. Back, And that's the way it should be. They should be pissed off, if I can say that. They should be uh, for their performance on the field throughout the course of the year. I don't even know if I give Josh McDaniels a D. I mean, I really don't. It's it's really like fine line for me between a D and an F. Okay. You're a tough grader, man. Yes, I'm I am. glad you weren't my teacher. <laughs> hey, I had a losing day today. What can I say? <laughs> uh, the Chiefs covered eight and a half and under the total of 52. Those were the betting results uh, today. You're getting old, too, when you start complaining about guys celebrating all the time because I was doing that this week as well. <laughs> the guys have to celebrate after every play, after a two-yard tackle on second down. All right, back in a minute with uh, Brown Steelers, Mike Tomlin. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back. This segment of Sunday Bet Prep is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're seeking. But Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online to find a store near you at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com today. And warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. All right, Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here on the Sunday Bet Prep Show. As um, we watch a doubleheader in the NFL today and break down the entire Sunday card in Week 18. And Scott, I, I'm intrigued by the Browns-Steelers game uh, for one reason. This is a game the Steelers absolutely have to have. The Browns are trying to play the spoiler role. The Steelers have come so far, almost too far, to fall short in Week 18 for Mike Tomlin. They've won five of their last six games to get to 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, Everybody knows Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. And uh, the Steelers have allowed, their defense has allowed 14.5 points per game over the past six with T.J. Watt back on the field. Yet at home in Week 18, laying less than a field goal to the Browns who have nothing to play for and who have a quarterback who's looked pitiful uh, since he's resurfaced talking about Deshaun Watson. This line looks suspicious to me. Yeah. <laughs> that said, I've been doing this a long time, and I know better than to play two, two-and-a-half-point home favorites. But I'm playing the Steelers here. You're going to stick your finger in the light socket to see if you get shocked. Uh, i, I got to think that the Steelers' defense rises to the occasion, and they can get enough generated offensively against the Browns to get this done uh, for Mike Tomlin. This team, I hate to say seems like it's on a mission, but the Steelers have uh, – have been really good. And if you crunch the numbers, they've been a top ten team in the NFL over the past month and a half. This is one of those this is one of those bets or games where where you're a first or second year of betting football and you're a young guy and you're going, Steelers two and a half. Oh, this is automatic. Less than a field goal. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, Mike Tomlin, blah, blah, blah. And you throw down, <laughs> you know, more money than you should bet. And you know, you learn a lesson a lot of times. I feel like I'm sticking not only my finger in the light socket, but maybe I've got a fork that I'm holding along with it because I'm with yeah. you, man. I laid the two and a half here. 
And uh, I, I know it's a scary proposition for all the reasons you just mentioned. I, I can't get over the fact, though. And you know what? Pretty much, I'm going to say at least 80% of the other head coaches around the NFL, I'd probably look to play Cleveland. But it is Mike Tomlin, and you got to give him his due. So if they end up losing this game, you got to take your shot sometimes, and sometimes you cling it off the rim. And and uh, with Mike Tomlin being there and what he's done, I mean, if you look at what they've done when the the, uh, the point spread has been in that plus three to minus three mm-hmm. ratio. He's like 13 and four the last 17 times against the spread. And that tells you a lot about the coaching staff and the kind of plays that are being called down the stretch in a, in a close, uh, at least a closely line game and potentially a very close game down to the wire. One of the things that I thought was funny is all I heard on Monday uh, during the day before Monday Night Football was, boy, Deshaun Watson's finally looking like he's getting in the rhythm. He looks what? like he's got it. Who said that? Yeah, I saw this on a couple reports and, and write-ups and I'm like, Wait a second. Did I did I sleep through what happened yesterday and imagine that he hit 50% of his passes and that was that? So, of course, I jump right back in on one of the sites that I use for box scores and all that. I'm like, he's 9 for 18, a buck 55. Never at any point in that. I thought he looked better a couple of games ago than he did in this last game, which means a couple of games ago was a little bit of an aberration for this point of his comeback. Yeah. So I saw that last week, and I'm like, okay, he did nothing in that game last week to scare me. Uh, away from Pittsburgh in this game, 56% passer, 53, uh, five to three touchdown to INT ratio is what he's done thus far. And then you're going to go up against this defense with TJ Watt back, played extremely well. Best thing that happened to the Steelers, they got that bye week when they did, and uh, they were not looking like a playoff team. And it seems right. like Tomlin and his staff were able to, I don't know, get Pickett a little bit more confident, uh, get him into believing in what was going on, buying into it a bit. Everybody around him kind of picked up their game also and since they, then, they've been almost unbeatable. But, uh, yeah, win here, losses by New England, Miami. It's not just that. I really think to a guy like Mike Tomlin, not having a losing season really means a lot to him. I really do. I mean, I know he's going to say and playoffs are first and foremost, but I, I don't think he wants to lose and have a losing season. So, anyway, I look at what the Browns have to offer, not just the motivational part for, for Pittsburgh and for Tomlin, and I'm like, I just don't like anything about this Cleveland offense right now. Then you got the situation going on with Clowney, you know, he's not going to play and he's bad mouthing the coaches and mm-hmm. back and forth. And, you know, another player for the team is kind of bad mouthing Cloud- uh, Jadavian Clowney. So it just looks like a spot for Pittsburgh. I, you know, you don't go crazy. You don't lay more. I mean, you don't put out more money uh, than you would normally do. You don't go nuts like that because it's a two and a half point home spread. But I still think Pittsburgh is worth taking the shot. You know, Michael Lombardi this morning on his show. Uh, made the counter argument that what happened with Clowney is going to be a positive for the Browns locker room and that Kevin Stefanski really needs this game as a coach and he needs it badly and he thinks the Browns are going to rally. You know, I'm more inclined to think that the Cleveland players are thinking about Cancun more than they are Cleveland. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's what I'd be thinking about if I lived in Cleveland. But you're you're out of playoff contention. Does playing the spoiler role mean that much to the Browns? Do you think that this game is that big to Stefanski? I mean, it's, to me, the game's much bigger for Tomlin and the Steelers. Sure. And I think the Steelers players are playing for the cause too. They don't want to be the guys who are responsible for Tomlin's first losing season. Yeah, I think that means more to me. Yeah. I mean, do you want to be on Tomlin with that thought of never having a losing season and potentially making the playoffs? Do you want to have that, a guy who's been there before, a guy who's been all the way to the Super Bowl before? Do you want to have Stefanski, who's really never been anywhere, and he's just, you know, do these players really care? I mean, I'm sure, you know, he's got a lot of people that are on his side in that locker room, but it's not like, you know, oh, my gosh, we just lost our head coach. You know, they're going to feel it on the other side in that other locker room with Pittsburgh if 
these players happen to lose this game. They're going to feel it for Tomlin. So I, I, if you use those two arguments, I would rather back Tomlin in this spot than Stefanski and the Browns in this situation. Hey, I always say if the if the Browns players really wanted to play for Stefanski, they shouldn't have waited until week 18. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Plenty of other weeks to, wor- the, to worry the, about it. You know, talk about this for a minute because you've been doing this for a long time. And um, I look at this line all week, and I'm saying, okay, when's it going to hit three? Because Derek Stevens said that Steelers' money's been pouring in here at the book mm-hmm. at Circa. But it's minus 2.5, minus 115 here, minus 2.5, minus 115 at DraftKings. <laughs> You're not seeing the threes pop up. So there's obviously some resistance out there. There's some support for the Browns. Sure. If you want to put the Browns on a teaser and pump it up to plus 8.5, I perfectly understand that because the Steelers are going to play low-scoring, ugly mm-hmm. games. But I don't I, – I cannot – when I sat down, I could not make a convincing case for take, taking 2.5 with the Browns. Yep. But can you talk about the line? What's your thought process is – when you see a home favorite weighing two and a half, because I know mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's funny because <laughs> you used to think, like I said, when you first start out betting, you're thinking, oh, I don't want a road team at only getting two and a half. You know, I'm going to get beat <laughs> right. by a hook, and, and it's kind of the opposite. But it'll be interesting to find out when Dwayne Colucci joins us in a little bit his thoughts on the betting in this game, because I really thought that by now we'd be looking at a whole bunch of threes almost across the board. I've Me got too. like you know, 30 books on my line service, and I didn't see anybody pumping to three today that always put a little juice on that two and a half, but they wouldn't go to three. So uh, bottom line is, is that uh, we'll see why they believe there's going to be immediate buyback by sharp money when mm-hmm. we talk to Dwayne, if they pump it up to three. All right. If um, if the Ravens beat the Bengals and if the teams are scheduled to play again in the wild card round, a coin flip will decide where the game is played. Are you okay with that? I kind of think Cincinnati got a little screwed, you know? Get, I mean, the Bengals did not get the best end no. of the deal. I mean, and for doing all the right things on Monday night, yeah. you know, and they get nothing back in return. This could be the first team ever that wins a division and plays a wild card game on the road if you're Cincinnati. So I, I'm not, I'm not good with this. I, I think there were so many other ways to decide and to move things around or to make up for the game being canceled the other night, including mm-hmm. continuing the game. You could have continued the game on Thursday night. You could have pushed back their two games, whether it's fair or not to their opponents, Buffalo and Cincy's games. Uh, the next week to Tuesday, for instance. And if you're worried about the playoffs and teams not having enough time to prepare, then you get rid of the bye week between the title game, the conference title games and the Super Bowl. I mean, to me, it wasn't that difficult. So listen, good thing is for Cincy, I mean, they're flourishing. They've won seven in a row straight up and against the spread. The defense is, excuse me, the offense is putting up plenty of points. The Ravens offense has been Denver-like, you know, without uh, Lamar Jackson at the helm. So if Cincy plays their game, they should get the job done. Baltimore scored 59 points in the last five games. Uh, Cincy got screwed. That's the bottom line. But they can still come out and take care of business. Well, the quarterback situation for the Ravens is is it going to be Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown. And uh, the Bengals right now opened six-point favorites at DraftKings up to nine, actually got as high as 10 and now at nine. So the Bengals, nine-point home favorites over the Ravens here in the finale. I did not play this game. Uh, what about you? I think I you passed, passed on yep, it too. I yeah. Did, yep. um, does it matter to you if it's Anthony Brown or Tyler Huntley, a quarterback? I think obviously Huntley, maybe a, a, point, a point better. I, don't I, know. I would rather have Huntley. But just because he's got experience, right? He's got experience. You don't have to change the play calling a whole lot. He's familiar with it, been there for a while. But again, that offense hasn't come through since he's been starting these games. Right. But I'd still rather have him than Brown, but I, I stayed away from the game. The uh, the Ravens' offense, I believe, has four touchdowns in the last 19 quarters without Lamar Jackson. Not good. All right, we'll take a quick break. We come back. We've got the Kaluch 
Dwayne Colucci joins us from the Rampart. We'll talk about his beloved Cowboys and more. Stay tuned. on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, we're back. Scott, what do you call the uh, the game at the end of the NFL season? <laughs> the Super Bowl, buddy. All right, well, in this promo, we call it football's big game. If you're looking for a betting edge <laughs> on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber <laughs> with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests and guests. And don't miss out on this limited time offer. VSIN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. Become part of the sports betting network and do it all the way through football's big game and beyond. VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here in the Circa Sportsbook, VSIN Studio, which Scott likes to refer to as our church. Uh, Dwayne Colucci, <laughs> when was the last time you were at church, buddy? Uh, New Year's uh, Eve, uh, Christmas uh, Eve. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, no. Unfortunately, we well, walk into uh, the confessional I'm here, Dwayne. <laughs> I, I can only go with you guys. I'll be honest with you. So, I'm, I'm thankful for the invite, though. I'm thankful for the invite, without a doubt. <laughs> Next year, we'll all, we'll all take the trip. Uh, okay. Yes. Let's talk Sunday night. And uh, the NFL regular season finale, and actually you can make a case that last year's regular season finale was the best game of the year, Chargers-Raiders. That was a classic. Interesting. It almost ended in a tie. Uh, Lions-Packers, if it could be half as good, it's going to be a great game. Packers now five-point favorites, total of 49. Obviously the Lions' motivation depends on what happens in the Rams-Seahawks game earlier in the day. Dwayne, how has this game been bet so far, and what do you expect the number to be at kickoff if the uh, the Lions do not have a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, Matt, that's why they shouldn't have flexed this game, I'll be honest, into this position. It would have been nice if they just played alongside Seattle because the game means so much, especially with Green Bay with the win-and-in scenario. So, you know, if Seattle wins, Matt, it's probably going to get up to six and a half or seven. But, you know, you don't know how much incentive. See, Detroit has a lot of old-school coaches, old NFL players, and I believe they would still try to motivate and knock Green Bay out even if they lose because they just hate Aaron Rodgers and the fact that Green Bay consistently dominates them and that division. So it will be interesting, but I'm seeing a ton of Green Bay money to begin with at the Rampart and South Point. You know, ticket count is up on Green Bay. A lot of teases, and I think if Detroit is eliminated, that even makes them more appealing because what do you really have to play for? Then it's all on the players and how much can they motivate themselves. So I definitely think this is going to be a unique situation, Matt. I, I, I don't believe that Detroit will be playing to go to the playoffs. I think Seattle's going to win anyway. So very difficult to gauge, my friend. Divisional rival taking place in D.C. And if folks couldn't already tell by the Texas accent, Dwayne Colucci is a Cowboys fan. Uh, they're laying seven right now. That total right. What's that? You guys are ripping on me tonight. 
<laughs> you know, they're, they're laying seven here, the Cowboys. The total is 40. I teased this down to one. I used it as part of a two-team six-point teaser. You got a situation where you've got Sam Howell at quarterback for Washington. And, and uh, you know, and maybe in this game, Mike McCarthy doesn't have as big of a coaching disadvantage as normal. I'm not the biggest Ron Rivera fan. Uh, but where do you see the action on this one with the Cowboys now laying seven points? Yeah, Scott, all the way up to seven. We opened it at four and a half at the Rampart in South Point. And definitely the quarterback uh, factor with the Washington uh, football team uh, commanders is definitely going to be interesting. You know, I don't like Rivera either. I think McCarthy has actually done a decent job this year. You know, he hasn't made as many mistakes as he has in the past. But this is another game that, you know, how much does Dallas want to risk injury knowing that they're coming into the playoffs firing on all cylinders and playing, you know, uh, what I perceive to be very well. You don't want to risk Dak, Zeke, or one of those guys getting banged up. I mean, Pollard's already banged up. You have the wide receiving core intact, but definitely seeing a lot of teasers and parlays on the Cowboys. When they're riding high, you know the public steams them, Scott. So a lot of people are thinking like you, tease it down to one. Washington's going to have problems scoring against this defense. You know, at times, Dallas has shown flashes that they are the best defense in the NFL, but then they had some second halves like they did against Jacksonville where, you know, all of a sudden it disappears after dominating the whole first half. So the Cowboys want to go in, I believe, at a consistent level. I think they want to win. I just don't believe they should be risking injury because you have the Eagles as a 16-point favorite. So the division is probably going to be out of reach. I mean, who are the Giants going to play, Scott? They're not going to put Daniel Jones out there. They're not going to put Saquon. They're locked in at the six. So we'll see how it plays out. I believe Dallas wants to win the game, but you may see some guys being rested in the second half. You know, Dwayne, 25, 30 years ago when I first started doing this stuff, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I'm empty in my bank account and betting on the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're only two and a half after all. And of course, <laughs> now, 25, 30 years later, you kind of know that you don't like road dogs getting two and a half. And, uh, and I, I should say home teams laying two and a half. And Matt and I were talking about this a little bit earlier about the Steelers game. We keep waiting for it to get to three. You know, we've already played our two and a half. We went ahead and laid it anyway, despite what I said. But we keep thinking, boy, does this, does this game get to three? I mean, everybody, when they tend to look to move it to three, at least the books I've been following, they lay a little bit of juice on that two and a half. Will it get to three? What's holding it back right now in this game? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You know, I believe a lot of people remember that last game that Cleveland won in the playoffs where Mayfield blew out Pittsburgh, but prior to that, didn't like Pittsburgh, I believe, in the regular season, has an enormous win streak against this team. So I believe we're going to see three. We opened it at three at the Rampart in South Point, sitting at two and a half, total of 40. Uh, I am seeing one three around town. Like you said, you're seeing the two and a half and the juice, which we choose not to do at the South Point in the Rampart. We always stick with the one ten and the line. You know, I think it'll get to three. Uh, like I said, Pittsburgh has a big winning streak against this team, but you do have more Cleveland backers ever since Deshaun Watson joined the roster. They have a pretty good running attack. It's going to be interesting to see their offseason moves and how they manipulate that offense to surround Watson, but uh, I think we're going to see some more Pittsburgh money as we get co uh, closer to kickoff, guys, and I believe it will get to that key number of three again, which we opened it at at the Rampart in South all right, that's Dwayne Colucci, Rampart Sportsbook Manager at NYBookie Dwayne on Twitter. How about the Chargers-Broncos game? We've had a flip of favorites in that uh, this week, about a six-point line move, and now you're seeing at your book, Dwayne, the uh, Broncos are three-point favorites, three-and-a-half at uh, some other shops, including Circa. 
right now. What do you think this number should be, and do you expect the Chargers and uh, Coach Brandon Saley uh, <laughs> to be sitting Staley to be sitting uh, Justin Herbert and uh, many of his starters in this game? Is that what you expect to play out? And if that's the case, shouldn't the Broncos be more than three point favorites? Yeah, I would definitely say so. I mean, why? This is another case of similar to the Giants. Why are you going to risk injury? I mean, Herbert's playing so well. They finally turned the corner. You know, at the beginning of the year, you guys were making fun when, you you know, you'll take any points against the Chargers. Right. Now they're actually starting to peak, Matt. So, you know, it's a good sign. You want to keep some momentum going, but you can't risk big injury, especially against a team like Denver, a division rival. You're playing in that cold weather up there, the high altitude. You might as well just relax, rest on your laurels there. You know, I think the line is about right because Denver's been so horrible and they have the worst head coach in the NFL. We know that. So, you know, three points is a lot, even though Wilson is back. Uh, I believe that the Chargers, though, will be sitting a plethora of players. So we're going to see a lot of Denver money as more and more of their game plan is basically revealed. You know, uh, when you're sitting and benching guys, it starts to get to public knowledge eventually. So I don't believe that we're going to see that much Charger money, but it's still a Los Angeles team. And, you know, we garner a lot of handle on the Southern Cal teams as well as the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, uh, that was a phenomenal game for us at the book today. Everybody was still betting on the Raiders. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see uh, if he plays anybody. I know Eckler and Herbert won't be there. Chase Daniel, you know, he'll be probably the starting quarterback, in my opinion. And we'll see how these backups mm-hmm. like Kelly, uh, you know, at the running back position and those guys do. You're not going to risk Keenan Allen or Mike Williams getting hurt either. So let's keep an eye on that game. Uh, I believe we're going to see even more line movement there, Matt. Probably to the four or four and a half range. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. And uh, I do have to give the Chargers credit. They've steamrolled some of the best teams in the NFL the last couple of weeks in the Colts and the Rams. Getting the job done. Trust me. Dwayne Colucci with a cheap shot at Jerry Rossberg, the Broncos interim coach, <laughs> called him the worst coach in the league. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, you know, these guys, they just they can't get out of, out of their own way. I think Hackett is still lingering around there. And, you know, yeah, I have to say that is, that is not the best coaching position. I mean, look how Carolina turned the corner once Matt Rule was gone. So, you know, I'm not going to give any credit where there shouldn't be any credit. You have Russell Wilson. This is one of the best weapons in the NFL. I don't care how old he is. And you can't put up points with the guy. All right, that's Dwayne Colucci. Stop by the Rampart and see him. Great sports book out there in Summerlin, D.C. Appreciate the time. Have a great Saturday night and have a good weekend, man. Definitely, Matt. Scott, thank you so much. And uh, let's save a seat in one of those pews. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to come back and talk about two of the biggest favorites on the board tomorrow. and this is 20 questions on deadline joining me today is allison Bree. welcome allison we got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album the one that was like you've already won me over oh that's a good one yeah it's a very slow all the options in spite of me (laughs) like what did we do it's so slow don't forget to listen to 20 questions on deadline thank you again allison thank you 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, winter sports are in full swing. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts, whether you're a football, hockey, or hoops better. Bet Rivers has you covered. Join every week for new promotions like Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Sunday football parlay insurance, and more. Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com. Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here. Right, let's wrap up the hour talking about the two biggest favorites on the board on uh, Sunday. The Eagles up to 16 point favorites against the Giants. Brian Dable said early in the week he was not going to rest the Giants starters. The line told you otherwise. <laughs> It was up to 14. Scott, now it's up to 16. What do you expect to see from the Giants in a game that uh, doesn't mean anything to their playoff uh, uh, positioning, but it means a lot to the Eagles in terms of clinching the number one seed? Yeah, I mean, they're doing the right thing. No Saquon Barkley, no Daniel Jones, all that kind of stuff. They're locked into that sixth seed. Uh, You know, and the key to the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is expected to play now. We weren't sure about that a few days ago. They win, and they have home field throughout uh, the postseason in the NFC, if they lose, they can still get there if Dallas and San Francisco both lose, but the Eagles 
have been a well-oiled machine, as you know, Matt, uh, when, when Hertz is healthy and in the game and, and they look great. Uh, when he's not playing, they've lost two in a row. The issue is is really with Hertz is that the offensive line is missing Lane Johnson. Yeah. And I mean, I saw I didn't go in to double check this. I did see a write up where they're like nine and twenty two without Lane Johnson up front. You know, and I know a lot of that came without Hertz being the main guy at quarterback, but the bottom line is is he's a big key to this offensive line. However, you're going up against a defense that probably won't be playing too many starters or key players. Tyrod Taylor gonna play for the G men. And it's not like they have a quarterback who doesn't have experience or know what he needs to get done against a defense. I mean, Tyrod Taylor knows how to read defensive sets, pre-snap, and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like they're going up against a guy who hasn't got his feet wet a few times in the league. I don't think they're going to roll over. 16 points feels a little bit too high for me, and this went up a couple of points in the last 24 hours. The look ahead was, what, about 13 points lower than it sits right now Mm -hmm. or something like that. I think the Giants, who are going to sit players, are still going to bring it. You've got, again, a quarterback who knows what he's doing, even though the talent level might not be great. Uh, I don't think he's going to get them in a lot of trouble. I could see Philly winning this game like, you know, 30-20, to 27-17, where they're in control for most of the game, and you never get that feeling they're going to lose the game outright, but they just don't get it over that hump of 16 points. So, for me, it ended up being a pass. If I had to play it, I would probably take the points here with a small play. You're right about the look-ahead line. I think December 29th or 30th, the Eagles were three-point favorites in this game and uh, now up to 16. <clears throat> so here's something to think about from the Philly perspective. Jalen Hurts has not played in a few weeks. You're a little bit concerned that he's not going to be fully healthy, a little bit rusty. Also, would you look at the second half maybe – in terms of a uh, play in this game, let's say the Eagles get up, they're up double digits. Do you start to pull some guys out in the second half? Do you just run the ball, run clock to get out of town yeah. and get to the postseason and maybe look at a second half under if that's what's happening? If it's 27 to 10, early third quarter, midway third quarter, why in the world do you want to keep Hurts in there? Oh. Because you've seen that your offense doesn't operate well at all when he's not on the football field and you're not going to win anything in the playoffs if you don't have Jalen Hurts. So for me, that's what I'd be doing. That's another reason. Well, I think it's not – it's like you got a couple of ways for the Giants to cover the spread. And one of those is if they're up, and they're up by a decent amount, and you get the feeling that the Philly uh, – that the Eagles aren't going to lose this game outright, you got to pull Hurts. you got to pull a couple of those guys. Uh, so I would. I, the second half, I'd be looking at the under for sure and maybe even the Giants, but definitely the under. I think a low-scoring second half, if the Eagles are control, is probably likely, likely and not a bad in-game play. Well, that's one thing about Week 18 that uh, we can talk about, too. I think uh, more so than any other week, you're going to look at some possible first-half plays, right? You're going to look at maybe the Eagles or the 49ers to get big leads in the first half and then pull starters out at halftime if uh, if that's the case. Also, you might look at second-half totals, second-half unders, because there's going to be no no incentive to really play or build a lead for some of these teams. Let's say just you want to run the ball – don't get anybody hurt and get to the playoffs for teams like that. Sure. But uh, it's hard to predict those situations right now, but it's something I'm going to be looking out for uh, tomorrow well, during the games when, when you're betting in-game. There was six, know, seven minutes to go in the game today. Did you ever feel like Kansas City was going to lose that football game? Seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I don't want to question Andy Reid, but Patrick Mahomes was still out there, and he got yeah, sacked. Seven, eight minutes to go in the game, I think it was. He gets sacked around midfield. And I know he removed them when they got the ball back with about four minutes to go, but seven, eight minutes to go, I'm sitting there going, why is he out there? I mean, they're, they're comfortably ahead. They're not going to lose that football game. Uh, the defense was completely shutting down Stidham and the Raider offense. I, I was a little bit surprised. So if Sirianni 
boy, if I was him, Hertz is only in this game as long as he needs to be, and that's it. Sometimes I feel like Andy Reid's asleep at the wheel. He looks like a, a giant bear who's hibernating <laughs> on the sideline. Seriously, you're up 31 to six. When you go up 31 to six with 11 minutes to go in the game, Patrick Mahomes is out. Yeah, he you're not the out. Colts. He should. Yeah, he should <laughs> exactly. not take another snap. Yep. I don't know why he was still in there. And that's something I think you'll see the uh, 49ers and Eagles be smarter about uh, t- in tomorrow's game, uh, Sunday afternoon's games. There's just no reason to be playing those guys when you're up that big right. uh, late in the game. Okay, um, I'm kind of like you. I'm more inclined here to take the points with the Giants just because uh, once the Eagles get up big, I do think uh, they're going to pull guys out. and they got to pull Jalen Hurts out, right? He's not fully healthy, and you got to do what you can to preserve him for the postseason. So if you get a comfortable lead and you know the Giants don't have an explosive offense with who, with who they have out there, uh, why not do that? So that's something I'll be looking for uh, tomorrow. But I have not bet the Giants yet. I'll tell you what, if this game goes to 17 by kickoff, I'll probably have a bet. Sure, I can jump in at that point, yeah. 17. You yeah. haven't bet this yet? I have not bet it yet. Yeah. No. Okay, how about the 49ers and Cardinals? And uh, David Blau is going to be the starting quarterback for Arizona. Make life tougher for him for the second week in a row. No DeAndre Hopkins out there. <laughs> Good luck against this uh, San Francisco defense that allowed 500 yards and 34 points to the Raiders a week ago. This looks like a spot where uh, the Niners' defense is just going to dominate and uh, the Cardinals really have no shot. Uh, might you consider a 49ers first-half play here instead of laying the 14 with San Fran? Yeah, I could see that. I was doing my Phoenix show yesterday. I've been doing that show for like 20 years in Phoenix, and, and uh, the host of the show is actually the quarterback mentor, I guess you could call it, before he got to Iowa State when you're talking about uh, Brock Purdy. So he's got a lot of good info and in talking mm-hmm. about Brock Purdy on the air and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I mentioned, I go, you know, I was really tempted, and I, I think I might have left the show by saying I could see playing the over in this game as long as the rain isn't bad, and it's potentially bad tomorrow uh, in San Francisco in the Bay Area, the rain. So that could be a, a situation if the wind is blowing it's sloppy on that field. Uh, where it does affect that total. If it's a little rainy and the field's in good shape and the winds aren't bad, then then obviously that benefits the wide receivers and where they're cutting and all that kind of stuff. But you brought up some good points. I mean, it's it. listen, David Blau wasn't bad, but he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins. He's got no real weaponry around him that can be counted on. And you're going to have a ticked-off San Francisco 49er defense after they got their butts kicked by the Raiders and Stidham of all players and all teams. And so I think they'll be focused on that defensive side of the football uh, you still might see San Francisco get it into the 30s because this Cardinal defense is just ridiculous sometimes. I did see McCaffrey's been upgraded to probable today. Uh, Debo Samuel's probably going to play. He's expected to on Sunday. It'll be interesting to see how long they play, but uh, that Cards defense against the run is bad. The run the defense against the pass is bad. They give up 26 points per game. I mean, this could be a 24 to 7 type of first half. And, and then you got to worry about whether or not San Francisco's going to dial it down, get some guys out of there, including Purdy over the final two quarters, and that's when it gets questionable for that total. But I could see San Francisco getting 24 in the first half in this game. I'm thinking about playing the Niners in the first half of yeah. this one. Uh, if yeah. there's a team thinking about Cancun, and it's not the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> it's got to be the Arizona Cardinals. How does Kingsbury get this team motivated? You know, they don't even like him, half of them. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like there's locker also, room split. All sorts of reports out there. This, this is going to be his final game as yeah. coach, too. Who knows? The, the Cardinals probably have uh, the least incentive to play of any team, I would think, in Week 18. Sure. And David Blau, I agree with you. I thought he played well last mm-hmm. week. Put the Cardinals in position that would win that game in Atlanta. But you go to San Francisco now against the number one scoring defense in the league, 
and uh, you don't have DeAndre Hopkins, good luck. And they're not happy with what they did last week. You know, they probably want to yeah. come out a little bit right. steamed up about that game. But, uh, you know, Blount threw 40 passes, and he didn't throw a single pick. He had a touchdown. Completed, I think, two dozen passes in that game. So he wasn't bad. But against this defense, boy, I just don't trust them to do their part in getting that game over the total. I'd probably look at the Cardinals under the team total. There's all sorts of ways to look here. I think if, if you're looking for the most lopsided game on Sunday, this has got to be it. I think it's got to be mm-hmm. the Niners blowing out the Cardinals. Scott, I wanted to find a way to work Bomb Cyclone into uh, today's <laughs> show. That's what's hitting Northern California right yeah. now. Have you seen the uh, torrential rains that have hit the Bay Area in Northern California? And it's supposed to maybe stop a little bit and then potentially come back tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so it's like if There's no one break. thing that could screw up this game a little bit in terms of scoring. Yeah. It could be that That's heavy rain, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and again, if it's a sloppy field or it's windy, which it has been windy, if it's that kind of situation, then obviously the receivers don't have the benefit. doesn't matter where they're cutting. If the wind's bad and the field's sloppy, they'll be slipping and sliding. The total in that game tomorrow in San Francisco is uh, 39, 39 and a half. And a half. Yeah, yeah it's, it's down a tick from 40. All right, quick break. We come back. Hour number two. We're going to kick it off. We're going to tell you what's going on in the Circus Survivor Contest and uh, also talk more about the uh, Chargers, Broncos, and Rams Seahawks. Stay tuned. Back for more VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.